This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. Welcome into ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. Just want to say thank you for making ATL Day Ones your first listen of the day. Remember, we are free and available wherever you download your podcast. And wherever you download your podcast, make sure you leave us a five-star review. We really appreciate you for that in advance. And our public service announcement, if you guys want to check us out on TV, download the app, Amazon Fire and Roku. We are there. So, you know, if you got your mobile device and you're kind of tired of looking down at us, you want to look up at us, Go ahead and download that Locked On Sports Atlanta app on Amazon and Roku. And for those of you who are watching on YouTube, and if you're listening as well, you know you're all part of the family. Tanisha Batista is not here with us today. She is taking a little vacation. We have the illustrious, the great, the wonderful Maria Martin joins ATL Day Ones sitting here today. Maria, thank you for joining us today. I appreciate it. Look, I'm not Tanitra, but I can at least sit in with you for a little bit. I love having you guys on Sports Extra all the time. So I'm happy anytime you ask me, happy to help out. No doubt about it. And we love coming on and we love when you come in and sit in with us. No we, no doubt you're going to fill in some big shoes today. Now, the, the Hawks started off ugly in Madison Square Garden against the New York Knicks. and But how did they pull it off without Trey Young? And could Cordell Patterson help extend the home game winning streak against the L.A. Chargers and last but not least in Florida culture. Matt Ryan getting buckets in the NBA? Oh, we'll explain. But first, we got to talk about the Hawks losing. I mean, the Hawks losing. The Hawks winning <laughs> against the New York Knicks, 112 to 99. Maria, when you think about what happened in that game and, and um, Trey Young getting uh, hit, hit upside the head and, and the eye, and he actually – Help them get onto that, um, get into that, that a nice little run at the, um, through the second quarter into the third quarter before he went out. But they went on an 11 to 11 2 run after Trey Young went out. Like the one thing that I've noticed about this team early on is that this team is, looks different in comparison to what, uh, what we saw last year. Yeah, they certainly do. And it's funny because you would think that the Hawks should have lost that game, right? I mean, that was that was the yes. first thing that I thought of. But this is a young and scrappy team, and they're going to fight until the very last second of every ball game. And you saw that last night. It's funny because on Instagram, Trey Young put out a picture with the goggles on after the eye contusion. And he said, if you ask me how I feel, I feel like we won. And I said that, that that's so Love perfect, it. Trey Young. But yes. what it says to me about this team in particular is that, A, the Knicks don't want to mess with the Hawks ever this is becoming one of my favorite rivalries in sports and not Absolutely. just because they hate Trey Young they have every right to hate DeJounte Murray now we now <laughs> have somebody who's going to make up for what Trey Young couldn't do last year if you remember the very last time we saw him out was against the Miami Heat and everybody said mm. okay he got schooled on defense we didn't see anything from Trey defensively well now you've got DeJounte Murray who put on a defensive clinic against the Knicks and he had not only a career night offensively but he opened up every single aspect of his game last night when you just look at the stat sheet if you didn't watch the game you say okay 36 points he looked incredible offensively but really it was his defense and that to me 
is huge for the Hawks because that was a big missing piece for this team last year. So you've got a guy who not only can run the table offensively, especially when Trey is out, because that's big. You need somebody else to contribute points. But once again, he's getting steals. He's turning those into points. And he was all over the place last night on the boards, in the paint, from the perimeter. DeJounte looked incredible. That's what it says to me about this team. And you know what? I think I I noticed something in in DeJounte in opening night at State Farm Arena, and I, because I got a chance to go to cover the game and everything, and I was talking to him in in, in the post game press conference, and, and one thing that he said that stuck with me, and I kind of had an idea of it, is because you know, like there are certain guys that you coming up in high school that you just don't mess with, and they're so really good athletes, and you understand why when you're around them a lot. And that's yeah. the type of guy that DeJounte Murray is because I asked him why Nate McMillan kind of gives him leeway to kind of take take those chances like and, and go for those steals and, and play the lanes and, and kind of lean off his man so he can go off and go ahead and see if he can get a steal. And he did that last night consistently. And his answer was he was just – he was saying how he used to always play with his uncles. He played with his uncles, so he said they weren't going to pass him the ball, so he had to figure out a way to go get the ball. And I was just like, man. That's, funny. That's exactly how I thought you were. The type of guy that it is, and that the type of that type of guy is the guy that the Hawks needed. When you're talking about being in a series against the Miami Heat and you can't figure out what's going on, or they've taken Trey completely out of the game, yeah. That's why Dejounte Murray is here, and I think that Trey said it again on on, on Twitter. Hey, that's why he's here. Hashtag we move. Like you gotta <laughs> love it. You actually gotta love it. So I think that the Hawks are definitely onto something. And when you have your star player go out and you and they actually go on a run and actually run those guys out of the building, I, I think that that is a very good sight to see because that that defense the defensive intensity last night that was was absolutely amazing to watch. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful thing to see. Now, what's going to be a beautiful thing to see down in Athens on Saturday? That is going to be amazing because. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if Kirby Smart kind of got some or his wife told him, like, hey, you need to get this crowd to this game or something because Tennessee is coming down there and they're coming for your neck. But he has been adamant about making sure everybody screams to the top of their lungs. And he said, I think he even said, went as far as saying, if Sunday you can still talk, you didn't cheer enough. Maria, like, I don't know about you, but I don't know if you could tell or not, but I am super, uber excited about this game on Saturday. But I think the one question, though, that I have to ask you is, what's the one thing that Georgia could possibly do to make to remain undefeated in this season and get this big win? Uh, where do I begin? And and oh, right. Yeah, let's just <laughs> points in there. Uh, this is a monstrous, a mammoth, any adjective you want to put in front of it, game. You know, there's never been a matchup as high as this within this rivalry, which is crazy right. to me because you think about all the history of Tennessee in the 90s and how good Georgia has been over the years. You would think that we've had a top five matchup. And we haven't. And I think one of the best things that the college football playoff committee could have done was put Georgia at number three and put Tennessee at number one. And Kirby Smart did say, I don't know what the rankings were last week. I don't know what they 
That is a lie. That oh, is absolutely. a lie. I know he Everybody knows, knows what those records are. <laughs> knows exactly yes. what they are. And the kids certainly know exactly what they are. So I think if, if you're talking about the football aspect of this game, and you're also talking to someone who was born in East Tennessee, my parents went to the University of Tennessee. Wow. There is a lot of smack talking happening yes, within my I'm text sure. chains of my family right now. Um, <laughs> yes. This is as big as it gets in college football. It's so exciting. But the biggest thing for Georgia is they need to limit how much Tennessee will be on the field offensively. Mm. And that's going to be really tricky because Tennessee's offense, as everybody knows, moves really quickly. So fast that 55% of their scoring drives this year were under two minutes. Georgia's going to make sure or try to make sure that they can take away that intensity and the quickness that their offense moves with. That's going to be really hard. And I know that they've been working on this since the beginning of the year. We saw a taste of that earlier this week. They started to unveil some of the secrets of preparing for Tennessee. I also heard rumblings of this whenever I was in Jacksonville, that Georgia has been preparing for the tempo of Tennessee's offense since week one of the college football season. They haven't in practice. And and again, it's very hard to replicate tempo of this offense or the speed of this offense in practice. But they've been trying to do it because it is so quick and they can seriously hurt you. Everybody knows how many points they put up. They also can run the football. Kirby Smart reminded everybody of that after the Florida game. He said, I know y'all don't believe me, but Tennessee can run the ball really well. So they're not just a pass-happy offense. They're kind of balanced all over the place. So limit how much time Tennessee takes on offense on the field on Saturday. And Georgia seriously has a chance. You know what? And and actually, Tennessee is actually running the ball at, at a bigger clip than Georgia. Yeah. Ooh, how about that one for us? Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's something that you definitely have to keep an eye on. And I think that and I think that Georgia has to the Todd Monk and and, and and the rest of them, they have to kind of find a balance, right? And sure. I know because you want to balance between keeping their offense off the field and doing what you do best. And they've been able to throw the football really well this year. And I think that that's because of what Stetson Bennett has been able to do. Now, you know, I've been a guy that to have to give my thoughts and feels about how I feel about that dude, um, yeah. Stetson Bennett. You know, he is a national champion, national championship winning quarterback. I will never take that away from him, but he, in moments, in big moments, he can turn the football over. He cannot do that. There is no way in the world that Georgia um, turns the ball over or Stetson Bennett throws an interception or fumbles the football or something like that. They give that offense extra possessions. That's when you start getting in trouble. And I think that that's not going to end well if Georgia does that. But I think overall, Munkin and Smart, they understand what they have to do in order to uh, get a win in this game. That's for sure. Yeah, I think what people tend to forget, too, is Tennessee's pass defense is not very good. So if Stephen Bennett can throw the ball on Tennessee, (laughs) they're going to be fine. Now, it's funny because you mentioned the fact that Stetson turns the ball over. We saw that in Florida. We've seen some really poor decisions. And it's funny because our insider, Roddy Nabolsi, said, I think that Stetson has about two or three boneheaded plays a game. He cannot have that on <laughs> no, Saturday between the hedges. Not at there all. cannot be any uh, – you don't get a free pass. You don't You don't get a free pass on Saturday. Not against teams like that. Yeah. All over you, and they're going to put up the points. And two, you have to limit how many points Tennessee puts up. We saw how many they put up against Alabama. It was a shootout in that game. I saw some crazy – stat where Kirby Smart and Georgia are like two and nine when they give up 30 plus points 
You cannot let them run the score up. You can't do that. You got to make sure that you can contain them. But seriously, Stetson, this could be your Heisman Trophy winning moment. He's not going to win the Heisman Trophy. But he just needs to show that he can be a quarterback that just won the national championship in January. This is your opportunity to do that. Take advantage of defensive struggles by Tennessee. We talk about their offense all day long. Their defense is not very good. So take Mm -hmm. advantage of that. Absolutely. Now. There's a former volunteer that might return to the Atlanta Falcons this week. Name is Cordell Patterson. We're going to talk about whether or not he's going to be able to contribute or is Willie Dress. We'll get into all of that. But before we do that, we have to talk about betonline.net. Maria was talking about some numbers, right? So, Maria, I've been looking at some numbers as well. I went to betonline.net, and I started to look at what the odds are for the Atlanta Falcons taking on the Los Angeles Chargers now. The Falcons were a one-and-a-half-point underdog a couple of days ago. Now the number has moved. So it looks like maybe some money has been going to where Vegas doesn't want it to go. So it's up to three points now. So the Falcons are a three-point under, underdog against the Los Angeles Chargers. I'm still trying to figure out whether or not where I want to go. If I want to make a bet, if you want to figure out where you want to go, in order for you to make a bet, you need to head to betonline.net because it's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs, find all your favorite sports and events, as it is the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Also, if you're trying to figure out what the spread is for the Georgia Bulldogs versus the Tennessee Volunteers, we've been talked about that ad nauseum this week. Go to betonline.net. It is the uh, top online source for all your sports wagering information and they have podcasts as well you guys listen to us for for atlanta information go for betting information go to betonline.net because it is where the game starts the game starts on sunday maria at mercedes-benz stadium at one o'clock against the los angeles chargers and one thing that i could possibly say without having any reservations about it is that the fact that Cordell Patterson is a guy who's very well liked in the locker room for, for the Atlanta Falcons. And he returned to practice yesterday. And I think the one thing for me is I know you got a chance to get out there and, and be in the locker room with those guys. What were some of the vibes with, with, with Cordell Patterson being back in the locker room? Uh, the vibes are always good when CP is around, right? It, yeah, it's funny. Exactly, yeah. Whenever we were first let into the locker room, um, we saw him standing at his locker. And, of course, the rules are in the NFL. If somebody practices, they can talk. And it's been a while right. since we've been able to talk to him, since he's been on injured reserve. So first thing everybody does is rush over to CP. And as soon as all of the reporters started rushing over to CP, the entire locker room was yelling and clapping. And they were saying, oh, he's oh, back. It was yeah. the best. So we <laughs> yes. actually had to leave the locker room with CP and take him to the podium because it was too crazy. And that's right. literally the effect that he has on this team. And and he's just kind of like a, a cool and calm, collected guy in person. If you've had a chance to spend any time with CP, he's not he's not really like the social media superstar that he portrays himself to be. He's really kind of quiet. But guys like him so much because he's he's really just somebody that people gravitate to. And, and that is huge for this Falcons team. They need leaders. They're in a situation where they've gotten rid of a lot of the guys who have been in Atlanta for a very long time. Of course, you have Grady Jarrett, but CP is a guy that offensively and defensively guys just tend to run to. So the vibes are really good. Obviously, everybody wants him to play on Sunday. Um, If you're asking me, all signs point to him playing. However, 
you know how Arthur Smith is and how Cordero oh, no, no, yeah. is. They're going to say he's not going to give you any inclination that whether or not it's going to happen. <laughs> exactly. And, and it, I actually talked to Rashawn Evans on the side, who even though he's on the defensive side of the football, the first thing he said when it comes to the Chargers is, we might get CP back. He didn't say anything about yeah. the defense. That's the first yes. thing he said. And that's just kind of the impact that CP has. Everybody knows he's a spark on offense and he can really rejuvenate an offense that sometimes falls dormant for the Falcons. And to get that juice back, I think that'll be really big for the Falcons. And before he went out on the injury, well, he was at, I think he was second uh, leading rusher in the entirety of the NFL. So he yeah. was on an amazing pace uh, before he went out down with the injury. And I think that when you think about like when he was out, like looking at Caleb Huntley and and Tyler Algier, how those guys feel, and he even talked about that. How he's he was just really excited for those guys, and how how they say, "Hey, we once we get our opportunity, we'll be able to do that too." I'm very interested to see if um, CP, like I said, all signs point to that him playing on Sunday. I'm I'm very interested to see how Arthur Smith uses him in that in that light because with knowing what he can get from Tyler Edgier, knowing what he can get from Caleb Punley and kind of using those guys in, in conjunction with um a, a, a nice solid game plan in order to be able to get those guys to where they want to be and to put some points on the board because you're going to need those especially if you're trying to continue uh the uh, win home game winning streak right because that's the thing that Arthur Smith talked about before the season he was saying how we want to create an atmosphere to be for people to come to and in order for people to want to come there and be loud and, and be rambunctious and have that home field advantage, we have to win games. And when you think about it, that's what they're doing. And, and when I, when I see, hear a coach um, uh, verbalize his vision for his team and then you start to see the results of that, I know what that does for football players. From just a covering standpoint, Maria, what do you feel like? And living in a household with with the coach as well, like what do you like? Tell the folks kind of like what that means for players and or and or fans that that see that. Well, one thing we've already learned about Arthur Smith is he's a player's coach through and through, and, and the guys really gravitate towards him and really believe in his vision and everything that he's bringing to the table in Atlanta. And there is a vision and a plan for this franchise. We've seen that play out even at the trade deadline for this team. I mean, they are serious about the future. That doesn't mean they're not right. serious about right now. Yes, they're right. somehow leading the division. I mean, I, I don't even know where we are in the world in the <laughs> NFL this year. It's been such a weird world in the NFL, but I think it's really, really important for the players to buy into their head coach. And we haven't really had that in a while um, here in Atlanta and Arthur Smith, when he's telling them he has a vision, but also actually showing them that it can be possible and that they can win football games at the Benz. I think that's huge. I mean, when the Saints game happened, everyone was like, oh, here we go again. This is how it goes in Atlanta. You're blowing all these leads and X, Y, Z. And things looked honestly like pretty scary for the Falcons and now look they've bounced back they've been able to win a lot at home the atmosphere has been better than I've seen in the three years that I've been here I have not seen fans like I have seen them at the bins that means that they believe in the vision that Arthur Smith has and yeah I mean it's super important for for players to resonate with their coach and Arthur is doing that through and through yeah no doubt about it. and I think that that's the thing that the the one thing that I, I really like about Arthur Smith. Not only is he being the guy that doing what he says he's going to do, right? He's doing all the necessary things to be able to create an environment that he wants his team to play in. I also 
he's a guy that kind of knows what he's working with, right? Because yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and he he acts accordingly from a um a coaching standpoint and and not try to force feed what he wants to do. And he and he's done that with Marcus Mariota, right? Because like a lot of people have issues with the turnovers, the inaccuracy sometimes inaccuracy sometimes. I and I understand that. I get that. I pointed those things out. But I think that overall you have to appreciate him being willing to adjust to those necessary things. And I think that those adjustments have gotten them to this point, right? That they're four and four and sitting at the top of the division. Yeah, because look, heading into the season and we saw everybody that they were getting rid of and how Grady Jarrett is one of the only remaining players on this team that right. we've known over the last couple of years, you're, you're sitting there thinking, how can this team even win five games this year? And right. th across the board, it was a lot of players who, to be totally honest with you, would be fighting for roster spots anywhere else in the league. And he's been able to, like you said, manipulate and, and really craft something really good out of players who you didn't expect that out of. You're, you're making a lot of guys better. And that's really your goal in football anyway, is, is to get guys better and to make sure that they elevate their craft. And Arthur Smith is a really, really, he does a really good job of actually doing that. Marcus Mariota is not the future of this franchise. Everybody is very well aware that that is the truth. On, However, yeah. he's what you're dealing with right now. And he's finding right. ways to make sure that Marcus looks like an NFC Offensive Player of the Week two weeks ago. He's finding ways to make sure that yeah. he's elevating the players around him. And that, that's hard to do. It's hard to do in the NFL. It's hard to do in college. It's hard to do in high school. But he's doing it very well, and I think that speaks to Arthur Smith. And look, they're going to be in a much better position when it comes to players next year and the year after. They're setting up for that. We're slowly seeing that with Terry Fontenot and Arthur Smith both. But right now, the guys that you have are doing a pretty good job. This organization is in good hands, folks. So stop clamoring for the future right now. <laughs> Live in the moment. How about that? <laughs> well, it's hard to do as a sports fan. It is hard to do. Yes, I understand. Yeah, I'm telling a, fa a fan to be reasonable. Like It's impossible. Ooh, I get it. Exactly. <laughs> right. I get it. I get it. But, you know, just flow with us. We, we're telling you some good stuff right here. Now, I'm also going to tell you some good stuff about Built Bar. Built Bar is something that is a bar that, you know, is coming from the folks that, you know, they, they have is on 160 calories. You know, you talk about you need something to work out because, Maria, I have been on my workout. I've been you getting have. it in. Yeah. So, you know, I needed something to kind of give me some energy, kind of help me out. Something that had a little taste to it because I don't know a lot of times I've dealt with a lot of like protein bars that taste like paste and, and they look like paste. They taste like paste. And I'm figuring out like I'm trying to figure out like, why am I eating that? Built Bar is the exact opposite of that. They have the best part about Built Bar Plus is, of course, they taste amazing, but you can enjoy them guilt-free because they're actually good for you. They are the perfect treat, perfect when you have got a craving, you need to satisfy your sweet tooth, or you just need a quick, healthy snack. They are an excellent source of protein. They have 15 grams of protein in it. So, yeah, go ahead and check out the Built Bar. And guess what? Not only am I telling you about why you need to do it, I'm about to tell you why you need to go and give you some incentive as well. That's how we take care of y'all right here on ATL Day 1. All you got to do is go to built.com and then, you know, sometimes go ahead and put in your order, get everything you need to get. Go ahead and try those uh, chocolate chip um, chunk puffs. Oh, my God. Absolutely amazing. There's no way you're going to think that's healthy when you put it in your mouth. And when you put your order in, order the chunk puffs, Drop in the code locked on 15. You're going to get 15% off your first order. Now, I'm going to repeat that so you can understand. Go to build.com, put in your order, get those chocolate chip chunk puffs, 
Yeah, say that fast three times. And dropping that coupon code box locked on 15, you're going to get 15% off your first order. Go to built.com today, right after you finish watching this show. Now, I, I think I want to say thank you guys, Locked On Sports Atlanta family, for bringing us up over 4,700 subscribers on YouTube. We are headed towards 5,000. If you have not subscribed to the channel, what are you waiting on? Stop being lame. Go ahead and be a part of the cool kids. I know you want, like, if you want a part of the cool kids with high school, go get there now. And go, once you go there, go ahead and drop in Locked On Sports Atlanta in the search engine. It's going to pop up, and then you're going to see this little subscribe button. Just go move your mouse over there and just tap that bad boy. That's it. That's all you got to do. Turn the notifications on, and you'll get all this goodness each and every day. Now, Maria, this is for the culture. It is the intersection between sports, entertainment, and the culture. Sometimes whatever the hell we want to talk about. But that's just how we get down on the show. Today is no different. Now, I talked about it at the top of the show, um, real, how Matt Ryan was out there getting buckets. And then people were like, what? Hold on now. <laughs> like, yeah, Matt Ryan. He plays for the Los Angeles Lakers. Yes. I'm not lying to you. I'm not making this stuff up. So last night, um, he hit a game time three-point. A shot fading out of bounds, and when you just his reaction to it, Maria was just absolutely amazing and hilarious. Now, this is not Matt Ryan, Atlanta Falcons quarterback. We'll get to him in a minute, but this is—I just thought it was funny that a guy by the name of Matt Ryan out here balling for the Lakers, Maria. I mean, look, why not? Maybe he should switch over to basketball. I don't know. It's not working out with football right now. And it's funny because it, I love that you sent me this video because when I saw the push alert, I was like, wait, what? Oh, my gosh. It, it was the best. And yeah, his reaction was so great. I love it. But uh, maybe Matt Ryan would have the other Matt Ryan would have that reaction if he was shooting buckets, too. I don't even know if Matt Ryan, the Falcons, Matt Ryan plays basketball, but he should start. No doubt about it. And, and that's, that's the funny thing about it, because I think Matt Ryan, the, the uh, Lakers Matt Ryan, basketball <laughs> Matt Ryan, let's go refer to him as that so we won't confuse people. Basketball, basketball Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan. Uh, was signed with another team last year. Not even, um, not last year, year before last, Matt's last year as uh, the Falcons quarterback. I actually asked him, I was like, hey, man. You just signed a contract. I think it was with Minnesota Timberwolves or something like that. He was like, no, nah, man. <laughs> so I think the way he answered, uh, he doesn't probably play basketball that much. So, but, um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I so don't I know. He has boys. I mean, he might, you know. Yeah, he got to at least play Maybe around with it. You know, like, not serious. <laughs> but, but in all seriousness, though, um, uh, we had, I know you, you never got a chance to talk about on our show. Um, I know you got a chance to talk about it on on your show on Sports Extra, but um, Matt Ryan being benched in Indianapolis. I mean, when you think about what he what he meant to this organization, and I know for me, I started to think about it and look at it. I was like, man, that is a bad situation to be in. But what were some of your thoughts when we got the news that Matt Ryan was being benched, and they even went a step further and said he's not going to be the starter for the rest of the year? I mean, I was like, wow, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the first the first thing that I thought was that's okay because he's still fully guaranteed the contract that he went to Indianapolis on. Yeah, so you can money, pay right? me yeah. a ton of money <laughs> on the bench. That's cool. that's, and, and then I, I actually was pretty sad for Matt because I really thought that this was going to be an offense that he would thrive in. And it really looked like who he didn't the, think that real. Like, exactly. And that? we were all thinking like Super Bowl. <laughs> Literally, we were thinking he could take the Colts Why to the not? promised land. Right. 
And it's unfortunate the way that things have kind of shaken out for Matt and Indy so far. Um, could it be the end? Possibly. I don't know. But then the Colts turn around and fire their offensive coordinator. And I know a lot of people, they they want to look at the quarterback and blame them for everything. And that that's what comes with the territory of being a quarterback. You are the signal caller. So a lot of people look at the quarterback and, and like to put a lot of blame on their shoulders. But it's not all Matt's fault. It wasn't all Matt's fault here. Um, but look, it's not working out for him in Indianapolis. And that's uh, unfortunate because, again, I, I really thought he would have thrived in that offense and it's weird that it's not working out the way that everyone thought that it would yeah that and that's and that's like you said it's truly unfortunate because those are some of the things that you know you 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 see the type of career that he had and you saw that what he would could potentially be playing with and Jonathan Taylor the offensive line which was good last year and I don't know what it is this year and just Frank Reich and the defense that the Colts had like that was basically like a plug and play. Essentially, yeah. a reincarnation of Peyton Manning going to the Broncos. Like, like is that almost um, a mirror, mirror, it mirrored that that whole situation. So, um, it, it like I said, it's unfortunate, and like I said, I feel sorry for Matt as well. But you know, like I said, he's still got his money. He's had a really good career, and I think yeah. that ten years from now, nobody will be talking about Matt Ryan's uh, ten, tenure or short tenure at for the uh, um, Indianapolis Colts, but. Uh, first of all, um, I just want to say this, Maria. You know, like it's always a pleasure you, of you joining us. Um, now, Tanisha, you know when she's out, you know I get a little, a little sketchy sometimes about who comes on this show. But <laughs> one thing that I do always enjoy is when you come in and you feel in for it. So thank you so much for uh, joining us today. Anytime. I'm always happy when you guys ask me to have me on, and uh, I'm hopeful that I filled in for Tanisha at least. Half as good as she was. You can't be as good as Tanitra. She's the best. Yeah, she's an absolute beast on this microphone. Superstar. Absolutely. And I thank you for being a, a wildebeest. Is that fine? <laughs> yeah. yeah wildebeest on the microphone. Wildebeest on the microphone. It's okay to call a woman that now. I mean, it <laughs> is. Know? I'm, I'm going to be a wildebeest now. I love it. <laughs> wildebeest on the mic. Thank you so much, Maria. And uh, we thank you guys for making ATL Day 1 your, your first listen today. Why don't you go ahead and make Locked On Sports today your second listen of the day? They got some really cool stuff going on. Make sure you go ahead and you can download them wherever you get your podcast and wherever you get our podcast. You can download them there as well. And they have some really funny stuff. They have takes of the day. I know you can look, you, you like the hot takes. Go ahead and check out Locked On Sports today. But coming up tomorrow, it won't be an ATL Day Ones. It won't be an A to Z with Mark Zeno. It won't be. Uh, hitting hard with John Chuckery. It will be a ATL hangout. The Avengers are coming together tomorrow for a big, big show. Obviously, we're going to be previewing Atlanta Falcons taking on the Chargers and, of course, Georgia, Tennessee. So make sure you join us for that tomorrow. Be Like I said, turn on those notifications so you can get it as soon as it drops. Please come back tomorrow. And y'all don't go back. Please don't go back to wherever you came from. Stay with us. Don't go anywhere. Y'all come back now, you hear?